Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Top Flag Time Machine are going to be going on tour in early November. You will experience physical movement and emotional movement and so much more from both of us. Bowel movement? Maybe there'll be a little bit of bowel movement. I can't promise it, but if that's what you're looking for, we can make it happen probably. It won't be uh, one of those things where a podcast episode is recorded in a theatre. Fuck that. This is a proper show with um, songs and dancing and um, high moments of uh, exhilaration. So come along. Let's just quickly tell you where we're going to be. The 1st of November, we're in Brighton. 2nd of November, we're in... Um, Nottingham, the third were in Leeds, the fifth were in Manchester, the seventh were in Glasgow, the eighth were in Newcastle, the ninth were in Birmingham, and the tenth were in London. <gasps> the capital. Mm, what a uh, finale. It's going to be good. I think there's a few tickets left at most venues. Yep. It's uh, going to be really exciting. It's called the Velvet Drain Bike Tour. It's going to be better than the last one, yeah. which is saying something, because the last one was fucking amazing. Ask anyone who yeah. went. But this one, whoa, it's going to knock your cock off. Or if you're a lady, it will knock off your boobs. Go to tftimemachine.com slash live shows to have a look at where you get tickets from. There'll also be a chance to interact with us in an official capacity while we're on stage, not after the show. In a very limited capacity. Come along, you'll love it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Okay, hello to the Melchester Odyssey. Uh, we're going to look at the edition of uh, Roy of the Rovers, 12th of June, 1982, which we tried to do last week, but we got a bit sidetracked. We looked at a couple of other things that were in the issue, because that's what we're going to do now that we're looking at full issues, because I've got them here in my uh, lair. But it's not my rig, it's like kind of a, a side room. To be rigged. But the good thing about about lockdown, one of the good things about it, is that increasingly what used to be just, yeah, a house Mm. that you slept in and Mm. that you passed through, do you know what I mean? Mm. In amidst the other shit that you had to do. It, homes, your your home, wherever it is that you live, has become increasingly like a lair. Mm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? For, for everyone. Because yeah. you've, I don't know about you, but I've built up more lair type equipment around me. Yeah. Right. And I've modified just the layout and things to, to lend itself more to my daily interactions with home. Whereas before, as long as I had a comfy bed and a teapot, yeah. right, then the rest was like, yeah, whatever, mate. I'm rushing around in and out all over the place. Now yeah. I'm here the whole time. And it feels like you're in, I mean, I. I don't wish to make light of this, but it feels a little bit like you're in Bin Laden's compound. Kind of, yeah. You know, like when Bin Laden got caught in his compound, Mm. part of you was like, good, I'm glad he's been caught because he's awful, right? Mm. But another part of you thought, oh, the lucky cunt in his compound. So I thought the same thing when, remember when we saw inside Saddam's compound? Well, well, his compound or his spider hole. 
Both. The compound was brilliant. The spider even hole, the, so much. Come on, the spider hole, though. I mean, uh, who, who can honestly say that when they heard the phrase spider hole for the first time, didn't think, yeah. fucking hell, I wish I had a spider hole. Life-changing. Yeah, but you don't want to spend too much time on it. A spider no. hole is just for short-term... Short-term you know, hiding. Escapism, yeah. No, if you've got a short-term hide... Short-term mm. hide, say you're being chased by some bullies, right, yeah. who want your lunch from a, money. From a fish and chip shop, for example. Yeah, say if you've been teased for ordering a fish cake and you're running from some bullies and you just need to hide from them briefly until they pass or get bored. A spider hole's perfect for that. Yeah. But if there's a long-term hiding that you have to do, like, say, from the whole pharmaceutical industry, then that's more serious and you need a compound. So it depends on what level of hiding you're looking to get involved yeah, exactly. in. Exactly, short term or long term. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, we've kind of uh, we've kind of reduced ourselves to like a state of semi hibernation. We used mm. to be the hunter gatherers who would mm. go out every day, yeah, and bring back, let's say, for example, a metaphorical antelope for the family yeah, to feast on, or a twix, or a twix, yeah, whatever. A value a- pack of penguins, yeah, <laughs> whatever they needed. But now. Yeah. We're spending all of our time locked down and we have to learn to uh, adapt to our surroundings, you, don't we? You turned your home into a lair slash compound. Yeah, which I keep my uh, collection of seven years' worth of Royal Rovers. Yeah, exactly. I almost got, last night, I almost got uh, the ver- the first 12 editions of the comic from 1976 and I missed them on eBay. I missed the end of the Oh, auction. yeah, because that's when it, it, it broke, it splintered away from Tiger magazine. Yeah, 76, yeah. Yeah. I think we've got something happening here in this podcast, which has happened before, which is the Reach and Wash. Is oh, about to occur. live Reach I'm and Wash coverage. To Oscar going up shit downstairs and a bit of noise, which I think is the Reach and Wash. It might come to the window of the room that I'm in soon, so listen out for that. Um, With your window cleaner, does he come at arbitrary times or do you know when he's coming? Quite arbitrary, yeah. Could be any given day of the week. And then how does he charge you? It's usually fortnightly that he comes, but it's, you know. There it is. There it is. Can you see it? Can you hear it? No. The brush against the window? No? Will he knock after he's finished and ask for his money? Nah, it's all online, mate. It's all internet payment. Ah, okay. Puts a card through the door, and then I pay online. Piece of piss. You'll pay now. I don't know what nationality <laughs> is. Just being racist, really. It's Darren. I don't think he's oh, from yeah. abroad. But uh, how did we get on the layers? Oh, yeah, because that's where me, me issues are. Yeah, I missed out on the first 12 issues. Someone was eBaying them, and I missed the fucking end of the auction. I'm slightly gutted. But, you know. They'll come up again. What can you do? I hope so. So anyway, we're on to the 12th of June, 1982, which is just when the 1982 World Cup was about to begin, ah. which for me was the greatest one because it was my first one. Um, so this is actually, this episode is completely non-football. Yeah, the, the last one ended. cricket, which is a brilliant idea by the brains behind this, isn't it? Yeah, well, is it? Just as the World Cup's about to begin... No, because they'll they'll segue into the World Cup in some form, maybe I don't know, but I think the kid, like we talked about before, the kids are all switching to cricket for the summer mm. down the park, and so they or on the estate, everyone's playing cricket on the estate, and they go, well, we might as well show Roy playing a bit of cricket to like yeah. motivate them a bit. 
Do you know what I mean? Don't forget, it was only one year since Beefy Botham destroyed the Aussies in the yeah. legendary Ashes test. So it was. I think cricket excitement in the country was probably at peak levels around this cricket time. Cricket was, was in its pomp at the time. So at the top it says, an old Melchester stalwart was the purpose of Roy's new challenge. Okay. And then in the little yellow box in the top left-hand corner, it brings us up to speed. It says, having led Melchester Rovers back to the first division with a record tally of points, Roy Riss had no intention of relaxing. Daft cunt. You think the first thing he's going to be relaxed? He's just yeah, been yeah. fucking shot. And that, he's supper. been shot and he's got the Rovers promoted at the first attempt. Yeah. Having spent like a quarter of the season in a fucking coma. I mean, yeah. if anyone's earned a rest, it's him. Get yourself away to Crete, Roy. The wife and kids. Uh, it says, it was the ground of Melchester Cricket Club that saw the start of a fresh challenge for the Rovers player manager. And there we see him. <laughs> First fucking frame. Uh, he's bowling. He's bowling somewhat. Is that Blackie? It's not, is it? Who's yeah, it's Blackie. Against? It's Blackie. It's definitely Blackie. Blackie. His hair doesn't look as black as usual. Mm. Uh, well, in so, summer, sometimes your hair does lighten yeah, in the summer months. From the summer it is, yeah. yeah. That's what it is. And Roy has just fucking... Hurled the cunt down the wicket. And that cunt. <laughs> yeah. St- first fucking time, Fucking body line. Body <laughs> yeah, line. Basically. I'm going to take your fucking teeth out. <laughs> yeah. Blackie's wearing no protective equipment whatsoever, apart from pads. And he's just fucking body lined him. <laughs> right down the middle. And uh, Blackie goes, oops. <laughs> <laughs> he's almost yeah, that's been right. killed. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I've oops to you, cunt. <laughs> And uh, whoever's looking on with a cricket gear on says, nip back a treat, Roy. You can bend, inverted commas for some reason, a cricket ball almost as much as you can a football. I can do whatever I fucking want, sunshine. (laughs) I don't need you to tell me neither. (laughs) I'll spin it, I'll fucking bend it. I'll fucking (laughs) hurl the cunt under armour if I want to. (laughs) Fuck your rules. Chuck it like it were a fucking baseball. Bro, no one's going to fucking stop me. I'll, I'll break fucking, his fucking... I'll snap that cunt's back straight in half if I have to. I'll chuck it in the air and volley it into his fucking face if I need to. I'm Roy Race. <laughs> this is racy cricket. Like normal cricket, but better. <laughs> I call it Croikit. <laughs> Now, everyone stand back and fucking watch. And later on, I'm going to show you how I can bowl to myself, run up the other end of the wicket and fucking bat me on fucking ball for six. I learnt it when I were a kid. No, no, I'd like to see fucking both of them try that. I've had a few drinks later on. I'll show you how I can suck myself off. Another thing Beefy can't do. Believe me, I've seen him try and it weren't pretty. <laughs> Roy, what Roy actually says is um, it's a bit hard on the old shoulder though but I've got to get my head down if I'm going to hold me on with you experts sarcastically <laughs> yeah roll, roll in his eyes as he says the word expert <laughs> it's a so called expert <laughs> I could have been a pro quicker there's fuck all money in it though <laughs> so I did football <laughs> And uh, and then one of the others from the critic club says, and here comes the chap it's all in aid of, as a man 
in a red V-neck sweater gets out of a car. He <laughs> <laughs> comes towards us. And uh, he says, well, if it isn't Roy Race, promising medium pace bowler and forcing number eight bat. What uh, the fuck are you on about, cunt? <laughs> What's that mean? Does that mean that number eight bat? Is that the best one? Because that's what I have. It fucking better mean that. <laughs> I'm not going to be the fucking wicket keeper. <laughs> that's for the daft kids. <laughs> <laughs> medium pace doesn't sound great. Do you want to rephrase that, cunt? <laughs> oh, and, uh, it's you, Lofty. <laughs> it's Lofty, Roy says. With the help of a bit of practice. Hi, Lofty. <laughs> Hi, Lofty. Lofty Hi, is uh, a bit of a legend. In, if you, you know, I've obviously gone back and read mm. from the 50s onwards, and Lofty Peak is a massive Melchester legend, a stalwart mm. in up until the, well, all the way through the 60s and 70s. Um, but obviously, by this stage, he's fucked off. It says, yeah, uh, we get a bit of exposition. It says, Lofty Peak, a former Melchester stalwart, and recently yeah. returned from the Middle East. Oh, to become- yeah, <laughs> they all end yeah. up. I know this from reading all the backstories. They all retire at some point to either the United States or the Middle East, and they all end up in trouble, which they try, which they have to ask Roy to get them out of. <laughs> and in the Middle East, is it Bazran that they all go to? Yeah, it's Bazran. And if you go to the 70s, Lofty actually gets Roy over there. This is why I'm surprised yeah. he's decided to do stuff with Lofty again. Because right. he says he'll go over and just play for a massive paycheck in Bazran for, yeah. just for the summer, right? Because, you know, he can never be bothered sitting at home with Penny. Mm. Um, but when he goes over there, they, they kidnap him and try and keep him there. Well, that's what he's doing here, isn't it? He's getting this cricket <laughs> thing because it's the summer. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be hanging Keeps around with me Penny. Out of the fucking house. And Penny's pregnant as well now, so God, <laughs> yeah. extra fucking earache. Uh, extra fucking ball. Well, she spends half the morning fucking throwing up. She wants me to give her a fucking shoulder rub. Jesus she's Christ. She's moaning about her fucking back. She's getting her fucking hunger pangs all over the place. I can tell you, the last thing she needs is more food with the fucking arse on her. Right? <laughs> I mean, she says it's baby weight. I'm not convinced. But <laughs> uh, suffice to say, she's doing my fucking treeing. I play cricket. I play fucking anything, mate. I play fucking badminton. Anything to get me out of that place. I mean, it'll be all right when the World Cup starts because I can just sit and watch that and, you know, switch off from whatever else I is plug, going on around I, me. I've got some big fucking headphones that I got from Dixon's that I can <laughs> plug into my telly set. I might put the telly in the garage. <laughs> Living there for a month. <laughs> I lock the um, fucking the funny kid out as well. Stick him in his fucking cage. <laughs> Stick him in his cage with a fucking bowl of peanuts. He's got That'll some see big it. mittens as well. Oh, he can't uh, have peanuts and choke on them. Uh, uh, put some mittens on him so he doesn't fucking scratch his eyeballs out. <laughs> the mad cunt. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lofty Peak says, uh, I can't tell you how grateful I am for the way you're trying to help us, Roy. Oh, yeah, just uh, become manager of fourth division, Stanthorpe United. I don't think I mentioned that. So they're obviously undergoing a few problems. I had some and, trouble um, in the Middle East, so I had to come back and take a lower league uh, managerial role, Roy. <laughs> and as guess you know, what? That's got, <laughs> that's got into trouble as well. Oh, There was some uh, messy business. The guys I worked for, they were they, they uh, got a hand it to them. They paid me well and always on time. But there was an incident with a homosexual being stoned to death in the town square. But... Uh, <laughs> 
got back to some of the British papers and uh, it didn't reflect well on old Lofty here, so I decided to quit and come home. <laughs> and now I'm at Stanthorpe. I'm actually getting paid quite well, but it's going through uh, it's going through my Middle Eastern account. So there's been a few problems, a few hold-ups there. So uh, basically, <laughs> this isn't so much about Stanthorpe itself, more about me, yours truly. But uh, if you some- can help out, that'd be great. I'm going to try and bring some uh, cash, cashola in, Roy. Uh, so the old uh, Mr. HMRC doesn't uh, <laughs> get his grubby hands on it. <laughs> so Roy says, uh, Lofty, after the years of loyal service you've given to the Rovers, it was the least I could do. And then about you, is Lofty. You know when to keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You've always been loyal to me and Blackie. You may have seen things, you may have done things that with us that, you know, if other people in the mainstream society found out about, would disapprove. But you fucking know which, which side your bread's buttered. And now's the time that I show my appreciation for that. You know exactly when to speak up and exactly when to keep quiet. And I appreciate that. <laughs> and then we've got Roy... It's one of those ones where there's that floating Roy head close up and he's got a serious face on because he's about really to deliver as a, lecture to the a reader. serious point. Yeah. It's a big old speech bubble and it says, and apart from that, I'd hate to see an old club like Stanthorpe go to the wall. In these harsh economic times, I know you're doing your best, Mrs. T, in these harsh economic <laughs> times, <laughs> it's up to the Melchester Rovers of football to support the struggling minnows in any way they can. And Don't you think uh, that Roy, you know, as, as we've documented throughout this 80s Roy the Rover's Odyssey, he has a big soft spot for Mrs. Thatcher. Yeah, well, we've and, said that, we? yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't say it that loud, but... But by this stage, have you noticed how he's almost cultivating his hair into a sort of Thatcher tribute? <laughs> it's like yeah. a big blonde helmet, just like hers yeah. was. It is. Oh, make so it that- like Mrs. Thatcher's, but more manly. That's what he says to his hairdresser. <laughs> Jalapeño. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. So that's his, uh, that's his serious point delivered. Uh, and it says, Roy glanced towards another group of practice nets. And in those nets are the Rovers team, by the looks of it. Oh, no, perhaps it's not. Perhaps it's not, because he says, uh, if that lot can't raise a few thousand pounds for the United's emergency fund, we might as well give up. Hmm. <laughs> Lofty pig standing there with his hands on his hips, just looking fucking gormless. You're right, because you're right. Who are they? What do you mean, who are they? <laughs> when, when can I get my hands on the money? 
<laughs> yeah, that's great, right? Now, if you could just see your way perhaps to an advance, just nothing serious, maybe a couple of hundred pounds. I've got to buy a new sofa. I, uh, I don't want to get bogged down in the detail about who those guys are, Roy, but, um, yeah, about this advance. <laughs> 200 pounds. Uh, it's not a lot of money, but um, unfortunately there was an incident with my wife's sofa in which it, it became inflamed uh, over the weekend. I won't go into why, but um, cut a long story short, she is insistent on me getting a new one by the end of play or EOP today. Uh, if if you not, she's going to leave old lofty here, and I just don't know what I'd do without her. If you could possibly up that to 400, uh, Dixon's have got a fantastic MIDI system on a special offer that I've got my eye on. Now, my wife has just got a copy of No Jacket Required, which is Phil Collins' new album, on cassette. Unfortunately, we have nothing to play it on, which is very frustrating. I'm sure you can imagine, Roy. Yeah, good fucking album, that as all, by the way. I do appreciate where you're coming from now. <laughs> so we've got uh and then in the next uh frame we see uh Ralph Meeker. He says, for instance, Australian test cricketer and the fastest bowler in the world. So Roy has managed to get the fastest bowler in the world to come to Melchester <laughs> and join in this fucking charity cricket match. He is um, based on who's that Australian cricketer with the moustache just like this Dennis, bloke? Dennis Lilly, isn't it? Is it Dennis Lilly, right? I think yeah. So. He had a handlebar moustache. A lot of yeah. the Aussies had that, didn't they? Yeah. Um, Ralph Meeker, there he is. It's a proper fucking moustache, mate. It's That's a proper a fucking man's moustache. Not like the fucking <laughs> yeah. pommy moustaches. I'll not be entertaining any allegations of homosexuality from anyone with a moustache <laughs> like this. Yeah, Trust good me. fucking handlebar moustache. Something for the women to hold on to. We've Not got, like um, your Ponzi Fu Manchu, which I've noticed is popular. <laughs> Creeping back into popularity. <laughs> Not on my watch. Not on my team. It's <laughs> a great illustration, that, of him hurling that ball, isn't it? It's fucking great, yeah. I'd have that. I, I would yeah. have that drawing framed on my wall. On it's my fucking wall. amazing. That's on the, the sexiest crickets, crickets ever looked. <laughs> yeah. Pink cricket. If that um, bang, <laughs> and then in the next, in the next frame it says, and there's Garth Hastings of the West Indies, one of the most exciting batsmen in international cricket. Um, then another one, not to mention the barn door bat of Ron Carmody, captain of Carmody's Cavaliers, one mm. of the most powerful cricket touring teams ever put together. Then this one's a bit of a curveball. So they go, right, they've got the brutish Australian fast bowler. Great. That fits an archetype that I understand. They've got the flair West Indian batsman. Totally Mm -hmm. get that. Uh, But then this guy, I'm not quite sure. I mean, for a start, cricket touring teams. Is this like a sort of a Harlem Globetrotters-style situation where there was all-star teams? Cricket and renegades. But, of course, this was what happened back in the 80s. Was that because of South Africa? Yeah, they all went to South Africa, didn't they? But then they were all um, barred, I think, from, so this from cunt, proper cricket. This cunt is like a Mike Gatton-style character yeah, yeah. who's taken the fucking money from yeah. de Clark's fucking he's, apartheid he's government. A renegade cricket cunt. To go yeah, and entertain and the racists. I got him fucking... I tell you what, big money if you go and do an exhibition game for the racists out in South Africa. <laughs> 
I pay silly money. <laughs> you got to turn a blind eye to a lot of what goes on, but the money's brilliant. Some this of it is almost oh. unforgivable. I say almost because I effectively did forgive it by going there and taking their money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to say this must have been pre-controversy, but it was controversial from the off, wasn't it, really, mm. when they mm. went there? But, yeah, it's been included in this, whatever. Maybe the two-ring cricketers was a thing beforehand. This was an era where Thatcher was the only Prime Minister in the whole Commonwealth who who was resistant to imposing sanctions upon the South African government. Mm. Everyone, you know, like all of the other countries were all like, we have to impose sanctions on this fucking government. And Thatcher was like, nah, come off it. They're all right. (laughs) They're all right. Don't be a fucking dickhead about it. Have you tasted their fucking oranges? They're lovely. Yeah. They're only doing a little bit of a part, right? But sometimes you've got to do what you've got to do. <laughs> fucking hell, yeah. Um, so, and then Lofty says, uh, your own team's a bit useful too, isn't it, Roy? And Roy says, aye, <laughs> the cream of Melchester Rovers. My side will be playing the Cavaliers in a series of one-day games and all the proceeds, less expenses... <laughs> <laughs> I should just add that's in the story. I haven't added We're that in. We have not embellished that. That that's is the kind of thing we put story. in. But no, all the proceeds, less expenses, will go to your club. <laughs> now, I know what you're thinking. I can see it in your eyes, Lofty. What constitutes legitimate expenses? Well, don't worry. I've written out a list here. And it's I've a very got long to be honest, list. It's a long list. Almost anything counts as expenses. You see. <laughs> Mine and Blackie's bar bill, and I've, we've been running a line of credit in the feathers for the last nine months because when I was in the coma, Blackie was a bit hard up because I usually supplement his wages, you know, and so it, the the credit went mad. And Jake from the feathers is he's getting serious now. He's like, right, you've got to pay up, right? So first off, we've got to offset that against the money we raise here. Once we've got past that. And the other expenses, anything left, 30% of it's yours, mate. Don't worry. We've also got to think about our uh, our expenses in the feathers in the coming six months because, of course, there will be an inquest after we've had this uh, this cricket tour. Uh, we'll need to spend a lot of time looking back what went right, what went wrong. That'll happen in the feathers. All of that needs to be covered. Bedding, also, clothing, toothpaste. I've asked Jake to look into one of them TV sets that you get on wheels to watch some of the 82 World Cup on, yeah? <laughs> it's like the one they have in our kids' school. They can wheel it in from out the back and all the lads can sort of have a beer and watch it. Watch Ron Greenwood's lads. <laughs> so there we are, um, expenses, etc., etc. And Roy thinks, here comes some of the Rovers now. <laughs> thinks he doesn't see it. Mm-hmm. As they all jump out of their <laughs> cars in the car park. Like, here come the cunts. I'm fucking sick of the sight of them. <laughs> and his face, expression on his face there does say, here come the cunts. Yeah, I was hoping yeah, for the summer off from Hello, cunts. Roy. It's us again. Have you yeah. missed us? No, I fucking haven't. <laughs> and of course, it's led by Noel Baxter as well. Hey, Roy, oh. how's it going? Fucking hell. Um... <laughs> And uh, that one there, who I always assume is Jimmy Slade, I can remember what his fucking yeah. name is. He says, uh, Roy, are you sure this David is... Essex. Yeah. Are you sure this is going to work out all right? And old Baxter says, remember, we're footballers, not cricketers. Oh, fuck it, Al. 
I mean, they're already Jesus playing against Christ. some of the world's best players, you know what I mean? I've already got fucking two idiot kids at home without you cunts. <laughs> Do you want to play or don't you? <laughs> and Roy says, uh, relax, you're top sports stars, that's what matters. <laughs> That means you can do any sport if you want. you got a free shot. He says, people will flock to see you play cricket. Cheer up, it's going to be fun. <laughs> Roy's all about the fun, isn't he? Fucking yeah. pro fun. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no one looks convinced. I don't know who that cunt is. Oh, that's Charlie Carter there. Look at Charlie Carter's shirt. Oh. Fuck you now. Charlie Carter red, looks like an old woman. Red spotted shirt, like a blouse, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm, if you look I'm, at him in the next one, he looks exactly like he looks like Doc Cotton. In the next today, I wear my wife's blouse. <laughs> I forgot Doc Cotton was a Native American. <laughs> or Charlie Carter was Doc Cotton oh, yeah, was on his <laughs> So uh, yeah, Roy's promised them fun, which is uh, quite rare for Roy. And then a ball appears from the sky. And Jimmy Jimmy Slit says, but Roy, we... is interrupted by the ball and someone shouts, mind your heads! Charlie Carter looks round and shouts, what the... Like you'd think Charlie Carter would just pluck this out of the sky, what with him being the goalkeeper. Yeah, the exactly. Cat. The cat. But no, he fucking scarpers, like they all do. Um, and the ball bounces into the, in the middle of the group where they were standing just a couple of seconds ago. And Roy says, S- see what I mean? There you go. There's some fun for you. You nearly got your fucking brain smashed in by the ball. <laughs> you dopey bastards. Are you having fun yet or what? <laughs> um, and he says, that was one of Ralph Meeker's left-handed specials. When he connects, anything can happen. Fucking <laughs> okay, hell. And uh, Ralph Meeker, with his shirt unbuttoned halfway down, and his Australian hairy chest protruding outwards. He says, uh, sorry about that, you guys. And then we get a close-up of Mika. This isn't going to be good. Mika looks like a source of trouble, Sam. He's got an angry expression on his face. Oh, I can't Something wait for him and Roy to butt heads. Yeah, that's what's going to happen, I think. And he's thinking to himself, Roy Rice will be even sorrier once I get to work on his superstars. I'm a yard faster this year. And they're all going to know it. Whoa. <laughs> what a complete wow. madman. He's turned up yeah, for literally. a charity exhibition game. And he's <laughs> fucking wound himself up. He's like, I'm going to actually go hell for leather in destroying these lads who aren't even cricketers. Attempt to seriously injure one of these people in this charity event. Yeah. He's just whacked the ball right into them. Yeah. Um, Ralph Meeker. He's the new Elton Blake, I guess. Mind you, I heard when I was um, uh, over the years at Talk Sport from the old ex pros, I've heard a lot of stories about from professional ex pros playing in mm. the old pro celebrity games, you know, yeah. that increasingly have put on telly for some reason, all the rest of it. And the amount of, you know, actors and whatever, you know, oh, yeah. entertaining, yeah. intends to take the opportunity once they're out on the pitch mm. to get stuck in and put heavy challenges in on ex-pros. Yeah. Very often this will be like a young, fit broadcaster who's in his 20s, right? But like taking out 
a veteran who might be in his 40s or 50s and doesn't mm. quite look as strong and sturdy as he once did and thinking, yeah, yeah. I can fucking show him. And it never fucking ends well. I'll all. show Paul um, Merson. <laughs> yeah, and it always ends up with basically someone's gone in on Peter Reed, and yeah. then they basically spend the rest of the 90 minutes just running away from Peter Reed screaming <laughs> until the inevitable <laughs> happens. Yeah, and revenge, retaliation yeah. occurs. Yeah. So this shit does happen. God, I love Peter Reed. Always will. Good yeah, times. What a man. He's um, a human of honour. He definitely is. Um, so that's that one then. And it says next yeah, week. Yeah, I've got high hopes for this. This is exciting. And yeah. I'm really excited about this whole thing now we've moved into because I've read so much Roy the Rovers over the years. But now, when we first start, embarked upon, however many years ago it was when we first started <laughs> upon our annual Roy the Rovers 80s, yeah. I'd already read that book twice. I'd read it mm. once a moment when I bought it. And then once again with Len. And then we did it, right? So I always sort of knew what was coming next. Yeah. But now we are into the first time I've been into totally uncharted territory. And mm-hmm. it's really exciting. I'm excited. Well, this is it. I'm sending you these from my lair just mm. moments before we have to analyse them. The so it's, it's, it's off the cuff. I'm analysis, learning as I go it? along. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And this well, character says, promises to be one of the best cameo parts we've seen in Roy in a long time. Well, this is it. I mean, Roy hasn't had a deadly enemy for about a month now, so it's no. well it's well welcome. And it's Plus, next like, week. In, in these days, the uh, anti-Australian sort of xenophobia yeah. was very prevalent in England, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, they were, they were up there with the Germans. Basically, weren't they? They the were others. at this time because they were just basically beating us all the time at everything. Yeah. So we were fucking furious about it. Because <laughs> they were just all our cast-offs. They were all our criminals that that's, we sent away. That's, that's the way that our Lampard community saw it. <laughs> but if you look at the way that that traditional, like, England versus Australian rivalry used to play out, because I don't believe it's anywhere near what it was like when we were younger... Mm. It was, let's be honest, that was a classic Lampard versus this and that. And we yeah. were very much the Lampards in the situation. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it all began to melt a little bit later in 82 when Channel 4 was launched and the Paul Hogan show arrived on our shows. That he was, did I a think, lot. when it began to thaw. Yeah. And yeah. then Neighbours, a couple then of years later. then home and away. And after that, there was yeah. no looking back. We were yeah. o- 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 Aussie Files. Yeah. And then we've got wanted down under on BBC One and everyone's fucking flooding down there. Yeah. God. No, they're so, all right, the Aussies, aren't they? Of course they are. Um, so it says, next week, Mika really does create problems for Roy's team. So, God, this is just the start of it. We'll find <laughs> out next week what happens. You're not going to know what's fucking hit you, race, with your tardy <laughs> fucking blonde hair. You look like a Sheila. You look like that fucking Sheila you've got in charge of your country at the moment. I mean, what the hell's going on there? You've got two Sheilas, the fucking Queen, and this Thatcher character. It's an embarrassment. <laughs> so there we are. I'm looking on the back page. There's um, a page called Famous Football Funnies, and it's oh. cartoon jokes that kids have sent in. Mm. Well, it says kids. They might have been grown-ups. Who knows? Uh, then they've been illustrated. Uh, uh, one of them is a dad holding a football and scolding his child and behind the child is a broken window and the dad says I'm going to take this ball from you until you learn how to play with it properly and the kid says but dad how am I going to learn to play with it properly if you've got it fucking deep that isn't it and that's it is that it 
Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's one Fuck film thing. Yeah, yeah that's not a joke. That's like a fucking depiction of like what childhood is like, and and <laughs> the sort of injustices that are dished out on a daily basis when you're a child that live with you, whether you can see them or not, forever. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I brought that up actually. Mm. Uh, so there we go. Uh, marks it a ten for that one, Sam. Ten. Ten. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Mainly it for, the, for this character, for his hairy chest, and also for Roy's comment about the less expenses, less expenses which we could yeah, have written so. better ourselves. And the, the, the illustration of Ralph, Ralph Meeker tossing the ball yeah, as well, that's really good. Just brilliant, yeah. Yeah, so that's that from this one. We'll be back with more next week. Farewell. Thank you, goodbye. Goodbye.